Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pod save the king! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I am your host, Anne Gripper. And I mean, I don't know what is going on in 2024, but we've let Russell Myers drive the magic box in the studio. Our um, departed producer, Dan Jackson, will be so proud of you, Russell. Hello. Nice to see you again. Hello to everybody. I mean, I feel very, very, um, I suppose, nervous. It's all very exciting. We're in the hot seat. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm at home. Russell's in the studio and we're recording over Zoom and it is lovely to have you all with us listening once again. Um, When we caught up last week, Russell, you did predict that there was a flurry of difficulty to come once again for the royal family and um, it come it did in the form of the latest round of sort of Epstein papers, court documents being unsealed. What, I don't know, what did we find out? Was there anything new? How big a deal is it? What should we be thinking about it all? Well, I don't think necessarily there's anything, you know, um, new per se, but I mean, the extensive raft of allegations that are facing Prince Andrew have some been well documented, others have been unearthed again or sort of rehashed, but they're just making severely uncomfortable headlines and not only for the Duke of York, but certainly for the rest of the royal family. And, um, just to give you a bit of a recap that uh, a judge in the in the United States had had um, declared that a catalogue or tranche of documents could be unsealed and they related to a 2015 case of uh, Virginia Dufresne against um, Glenn Maxwell, which had long been s- since settled. But these documents are sort of naming very, very high profile individuals, including Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Stephen Hawking, various visitors to, uh, to Epstein's mansions uh, across the globe and um island in the caribbean and it's really um it's uh, it, it's very very uncomfortable reading a, a lot for um for for the royal family and certainly andrew uh, further calls coming forward for for police to quiz him the that was echoed by the leader of the labor party sir keir starmer and and i think that this is is really gathering pace now to to a certain extent that it hadn't previously and um and the fact that the king had, had welcomed andrew back into the family fold not necessarily to public duties but standing pretty much shoulder to shoulder with him at the coronation during the summer and then uh, and then at christmas time as well it's uh, it's all it's all pretty uncomfortable and i think that a lot of people are calling into question the king's judgment for doing that 
And also, where does this leave uh, Andrew and the rest of the royal family? A lot of people saying that the king should banish him, certainly have nothing more to do with him um, in terms of the the, the, the family engagements. Um, but it would, be, it would be interesting to see what the, the, the next lot of developments are because I think there are a thousand odd pages to, to be revealed. We've probably had several hundred of them so far. And it's this drip, drip, drip of information that is, um, is, is quite worrying for the family. And whilst there may not be um, new elements for a criminal investigation to be launched, um, the, uh, the, the very fact that we're still talking about it is, um, is, a, is, is pretty bad for the royals. It is that drip 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 not just of you know the documents coming out drip 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 day after day but this saga just never seems to quite go away um I mean he thought he dealt with it when he did that interview which clearly obviously backfired spectacularly and then probably he thought he dealt with it when some you know an out-of-court settlement was made and a sort of a non-liability one and a payment to the um sort of funds for the foundation and, and the victims but you know, it, there's always something that keeps on bringing it back, and it's it's very hard to see how it does ever end. Well, the issue now is not only Andrew's issue; it's an issue for the King and um, Prince of Wales, possibly down the down the line, because we previously re- revealed that there was a bit of a standoff between Charles and William. William pretty much saying that he he should come nowhere near the family he's toxic and this will only end badly and and Charles overruling him and the rest of the family and telling them to to step in line and that he would be welcomed back to the um to the uh to the family fold because um he wanted him to be and he he viewed this as the the 12 million pound settlement being made to G- Virginia Jeffrey um the fact that there was no criminal case forthcoming. There was no further civil cases to come forward. Um, he viewed that as a line drawn under it and, uh, and Andrew had lost everything. So he should be welcomed back into the family. Now, the again, the, the issue for the king is that his judgment is being called into question. And I also think that the fact of his stubbornness in, all, in telling his family to basically fall back and to, and to get behind his decision doesn't, isn't a great look. And I think that when Andrew is sort of taking part in public walkabouts in Sandringham at Christmas time, um, people are wondering like, you know, how did he get here? Um, why on earth is he here talking to members of the public? Shouldn't have he he'd been banished in disgrace like we were all told that he was going to be after he was forced to step back from all his military and appointments and patronages and what have you so it's a it's a bit of a mess and um i find i find a lot of the time that the the the, the mess is their own fault and so it, it could be pretty easily sorted if andrew wasn't anywhere near you know within the vicinity of of the king queen and senior royals and yet they've uh they've allowed him to sort of creep back in incidentally i think the the, the palace is saying that he's he and he's this isn't a uh, calls to rehabilitate him. There's no way he will even get back to frontline duties. But my viewpoint on this is quite staunchly that the optics of having him around the place um, is really not a good look. Is it about having him around the place or is it about not being discreet? And I think, because I think with some of this, you know, he is a member of the family and for him to be able to spend time with his family on Christmas Day 
is not unreasonable. I mean, I don't think the words discretion would ever probably be ones that would be associated with Andrew or with Fergie. You know, they they like the limelight. I mean, Fergie is clearly a people person as well. She loves talking to people. I'm not sure that the same um, same thing could be levelled at at Prince Andrew. But you know, if he'd just like driven in his car to the church at Sandringham because it's not unreasonable to want to spend Christmas with your family and it's not unreasonable if you if going to church is part of your Christmas day tradition to want to go to church and yes it would be nice to have a walk to church with your family but when there's a load of other people there um to see people who are not you realistically like the the uh the the core working members of the royal family and their children and um sort of other non-conflicted people if you like um I don't think I mean I don't think anybody was there really to see Prince Andrew he was not the uh the, the dream tickets that they were looking for well they might I mean, not I, be I'm getting wrong if you were the person who wanted to see Prince Andrew <laughs> get in today, touch yeah please let me know but you know if he'd just if he'd just driven himself to the church gone in done the service gone back and then you know had the turkey behind closed doors and mm. played the parlor games and done the presents and all of that would that have felt more acceptable? Well, it, would it, we, you know, well, it wouldn't because I, I, I buy into your point that, you know, he's, uh, his family is welcome to go to, um, the, welcome to spend time with his family who have invited him to be there. But when he's taking part in public walkabouts after church and, and questioning people why they were taking photos or videoing, I mean, mind your own bloody business. That, you know, it's a public space. He is the one entering that public arena. Everybody knows people have phones out and what have you these days. I mean, it's a it's a um, a, a, an awful part of the job that they pr- probably feel that nobody should have phones and videoing them the whole time. It's fairly awkward, but he he's put himself in that position, and like you say, that is only because of his sheer arrogance that that he would do that. Um, and he loves being part of the limelight. But I, I think. It will the drip, drip, drip of information, and the fact that then you have the backs the backstory of Charles attempting to you know, make him step out of Royal Lodge, a victim, whatever you want to call it. He has presented these different scenarios to him, and Andrew is not willing to leave. And that this then sparked another debate about whether the king was going to be pressed. I mean, it depends what papers you were reading last week. The one was saying the king is pressing forward with moves to a victim, which incidentally can't really happen because the Royal Lodge is owned by the Crown Estate and that deal is with, uh, or his lease is with the Crown Estate and not with the king. Um, but he's obviously causing tension between Andrew and potentially Fergie and and the King as well. And so that's not going to be solved. Does Charles just want an easy life? Most most definitely probably does because he doesn't want to keep listening to the same old arguments put forward or the same tawdry allegations being made against his brother. And unless there is some form of criminal element to these claims, which there hasn't um, been so far, then I am. Um, I'm told that the king will stick by him, but that patience may wear thin, and well, it might because um, I just think, as again, the drip, drip, drip of information is is very, very damaging to the monarchy. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And uh, probably by the time this is all settled down again, we'll be about in time for the Netflix drama that's due to be made of the of that famous Newsnight interview, and then it'll all it'll all blow up again. And as we've seen, you know, I, there's a big TV drama that's hit the screens last week around big scandal around the post office, um, where loads of people who ran post offices were wrongly convicted because of bad software, essentially. And it's been a massive. The biggest miscarriage of miscarriage of justice that there has been, but there's never really been a huge weight of public anger behind it. But then there's been this TV show, and everything's changed in the course of about ten days. Um, and it was interesting, actually. the The post office, the man who ran the post office in Bucklebury, he had also been caught up in it, and had, he's spoken this week about how the Middletons had stuck had stuck by him through it all. And I think they went to a, a party when his um, conviction was overturned, and and such things. But you know, the impact that a TV drama of a real thing can have is can sometimes be quite extraordinary. So there's um, potentially another round of awkwardness to come whenever this one does finally settle down. Do we know when that one's on the horizon? Imminently, I don't know the exact dates, but they they will be very very interesting watching, won't they? And again, rehashing everything, and uh, people will be pouring over the detail and and enjoying the saga once more because that's what it has been. It's been a pretty sorry saga all round. Well, I hope they manage to find an actor who is unable to sweat, so that will be a good uh, good place to start. Um, something I have enjoyed I've not actually watched that TV show yet the uh, the post office one but one thing I have done is listen to the Queen's Reading Room podcast this week the first episode have you had a listen Russell? Well I haven't no and um I have I've read the reviews and the oh, I suppose maybe I should do this afterwards because the reviews in the Times and the Guardian uh, over the last couple of days have been absolutely scathing and saying that it was a wasted opportunity and the fact that, you know, if you wanted to know anything about the Queen, this is probably not the not the place to start off. I, I do think that it was probably, having seen some of the clips and read the coverage, it's a bit of a wasteful opportunity to have the CEO of a charity and not, you know, a seasoned interviewer taking the interviews because you're, lo- you're not- losing the questions, you're losing the, the way that it's been formatted. But what did you think of it? So I thought I was uh, I was in two minds about it because I was a bit I missed you know one of the things I enjoy about doing this with you Russell is that we bounce off each other and have different opinions indeed, and there is conversation indeed. as as much as you might sometimes like to do a little monologue I do try to uh, <laughs> get in there and we go to and fro as well 
but um you know the interview with Ian Rankin it's essentially it is essentially a monologue in bits so it could have been you know the the questions could have been sent over and it could have just been sort of recorded in in chunks but that being said he was fascinating to listen to and so in love with writing and reading and ultimately this podcast is not about the queen it is about reading and it is about books and it is about the magic of books and what that can bring to you and people who are known for being associated with books sharing a bit of that with you and I don't know being being a bit one of you rather than just a, a name on on a novel or, or whatever kind of book it is so Ian Rankin writes the really kind of sort of gritty grimy um police novels about rebus um one thing I particularly enjoyed him saying was like the first time he stopped reading a book because my husband he's always determined if I've started reading it I'm going to read it all the way to the end even if I hate it and it's like well you know what a waste of time there's so many other things that you could be doing um and uh, yeah, he was saying the first time he stopped reading a book, he'd done about 500 pages before he decided Gosh, I mean, that's book. tapping out of the, the right of the, the 11th hour. Oh, I, he didn't say how, I, well, I missed how many pages it actually was. So he probably has saved himself a bit. But um, so from that perspective, I really enjoyed hearing from him. But I did think how different it would have been if it had whether it had been Camilla or somebody else having a little bit of engagement or even if she'd had like one small bit of conversation with him at the end would have been quite nice what we did have and this is quite clever I thought was finding a bit of a conversation Camilla had had some time ago with an author so a bit of recycling from the archives um probably not something that we've heard about before so um talking with another writer about how he gets his plot ideas and that kind of thing which was um quite cool and then a question to the queen about her own reading which they're going to do each week and realistically that will be the bit that probably gets clipped and shown on social media um and this week it was about the books for the grandchildren that she's most enjoyed reading and the voices so harry potter was the answer but she said she's terrible at voices but charles does the voices do you do voices when you're reading, Russell? I do. I do attempt it. I do accents as well. Full, f- full repertoire. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> My dad always used to be tremendous at voices. Something I really remember from childhood. And I, I, I do feel a bit guilty because I'm definitely not doing voices reading, but I, <laughs> I love the books and um, discovering new ones is very exciting. But um, yeah, reading is a great thing. And the thing I did really enjoy, though, was having a line from a librarian who had chosen a particular um, literary nugget to share. So Emma from Chichester Library was the first one and it was a cracker. So, I mean, have a listen. It's it's worth a listen if you're interested in books. You won't learn a lot about Camilla from it, but um, it is a good one. So I'll look forward to hearing the next one of those next week, I'm sure. But in the meantime, what else has been going on? Oh, Hollywood was out and about. And we have a question from listener Holly Lynch. Thanks for getting in touch, Holly. She says, what's your opinion on Gina Torres's comment at the Golden Globes about not having Meghan's number for the Suits reunion? Seemed like she was throwing a bit of shade, wondering if Meghan was invited or not. So um, the Suits cast was there to present the Best TV Drama Series Awards. Glamorous on the red carpet. Um, it appears that she was invited, but had a pre-existing commitment. 
but he's not, <laughs> Who said he's, that? He's not in their WhatsApp group. Who said group. this? I mean, is this her uh, PR? Entertainment Today said that. Oh, right, okay. Most probably briefed from the Archwell PRs. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, we shouldn't be unkind. I, I thought it was a bit unnecessary, to be honest, that comment. I did feel my toes curl at it. And the fact, oh, we didn't have her number. She's probably watching. I mean, Suze has had this huge renaissance, hasn't it? Because it became the number one watched show on Netflix in terms of that genre, um, had sort of a big resurgence. There's talk of it coming back, whether uh, Meghan Markle would reprise her role. I can't see it. But if you remember back way back when, the um, Prince of Wales, as he was then, now King Charles, had said to her that she could carry on her acting and that he uh, he would be fully behind it. And she decided to give it up um, for love, for queen and country at the time, I suppose you could say. And now um, she probably won't go back to it. I wonder if she regrets the decision, possibly not sort of stepping back. I suppose once you've gone forward and you've been catapulted to the sort of stratosphere as, as she had been, you probably don't go back um, to what made you famous in the first time. But maybe she wants, maybe she would like to do it. Well, we saw her in that advert the other week. So she's still, you know, dabbling. And well, all of the royals seem to be doing podcasting at the moment. So maybe maybe a podcast in 2024 for Meghan might be the well, way I think forward. she's done that and it didn't <laughs> work out already. too well today. I mean, oh, maybe you still have to do... Maybe we'll get her on here. She'd uh, you know, <sighs> give a... Yeah. Don't need you anymore. Sparkle dust. Yeah, you're replacing me, the Duchess of Sussex. Fair enough. Um, Listen, I I do think there will be interesting things to come from Meghan and Harry this year. One would have thought that it would have taken a bit of a step back, learnt from mistakes of what happened, and the mudslinging and shouting from across the pond has has really helped no one, has it? I don't think it's done their reputation any favours. I don't think it's done their relationship um, any good at all with the rest of the royal family. And one may hope for their own sake and sanity, and possibly for the sanity of us all, that they kind of take a bit of a step back, work out what Arch World is going to be about. You know, losing this term service is can be universal, I think. I think that, that it can. I think that when they first said that, it was a bit of a dig at the fact that they'd been forced to step outside their Sussex royal role and couldn't have one foot in, one foot out, and what have you. But I do think it can be universal, and they have the capacity to do a lot of good in the world so 2024 might be their year that might be a prediction we shall see um so obviously there was loads of glamour on the red carpet for the golden globes but we also got to enjoy well you know a nice trot through the archives and some new pictures or one very special new picture yesterday we're recording on Wednesday so yesterday for happy birthday to the princess of Wales and that picture that Chris Jackson took which was shared by the royal family to mark the occasion we're kind of getting used to seeing these coronation behind the scenes photos being released on on key days and I thought it was absolutely stunning and it's that classic thing as well you know you can have the posed up pictures all you like but actually something that is caught in the moment uh, when everything comes together, the lighting, the composition, you've got Charles in the foreground with his sparkly crown. You've got um, <laughs> Zoe, our, our friend of the podcast, spotted Princess Eugenie in the background, um, sort of laughing like tiny, tiny little face in the background. Uh, you've got Sophie, you know, it's there's so much going on in that picture, gently, but the focus is on Kate and she looks 
regal, beautiful, uh, you know, kind of summed up how she looked on that day, that amazing headdress, the amazing colours in her outfit. Um, I thought it was very lovely. Mm. Yeah, you'd, uh, you'd probably be right. Have I gone a bit overboard, Russell? <laughs> overboard never, for never. Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good picture and... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long we keep getting the sort of the coronation behind the scenes moments coming out. But hopefully there'll be a few more of those. So happy birthday to Kate. Um, also, we love a royal baby, don't we? Oh, we love Are a, you, ro- love a royal about, baby. Do you know about the new Luxembourg prince? No. Best royal baby name likely this year. Balthazar oh, Felix wow. Carl. Yes. Balthazar. Good What's man, it? Well, Bart for short, I suppose, maybe. No, Bally, Zar. Zar, yeah, why not? B, let's just go B. <laughs> uh, he's a little brother for Amalia and Liam. So there we go. Uh, congratulations to the Luxembourg royal family. We've got the, we enough about the, da- the, the Luxembourg royal family. We've got the big Danish royal family uh, coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah. It's, it's sort of the, the coronation that isn't a coronation. And um, we still don't have the full sort of set of uh, schedule as to what's happening. I hope it's not just, you know, drinks in a pub Hand or the keys something. Over. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you, want, you want a bit of glitz and glamour. I mean, fair enough, yeah, pair it down from our own coronation. But um, I think people are still expecting quite a lot. Certainly our Australian cousins, they're very, very keen about it because of, uh, Princess Mary is going to become their first queen. Australian Queen, Queen Mary of Denmark. It's um, it's you know, it's all very interesting, I think, and the, the timing of it and what have you. I know we covered this on last week's podcast, but I'm looking forward to dissecting it over the weekend and, and next week because it um, it does interest me quite a lot. And we look forward to talking about that on next week's show. Um, the Royals are gently starting to resume work after the new year. I think it's fair to say. Princess Anne hopped on a plane with uh, husband Tim. They've got a little bit matchy-matchy again after their scarves at, matching scarves at Christmas at Sandringham. They've now got matching sort of linen-style jackets as they disembark in Sri Lanka. Um, Carrying her own public. bags as well. Who would have thought this is a, you know, obviously, obviously you know, Princess Anne, hard working royal, we know exactly what she's about, don't we? And uh, winning all the plaudits for carrying her own bags off the, off the plane first Royal out the blocks for a tour in 2024, showing the youngsters how it's done. Mentioning no names, but uh, I, I think that it's it's um it's an exciting trip. This one, one I'm a bit more than gutted that I'm not on because I thought I think Sri Lanka would be a fantastic place to visit. Rumours that she's going to the Maldives as well. Gosh, just getting wow. old in there. Someone's got to do it, Russell. Yeah, I know. I did put myself forward for it as well, but uh, it didn't really fall in my uh, in my time. Yeah. So what else do we have to look forward to other than Denmark? Well, I can, do you know what I can confirm is that there was reports in Spain that um, Charles and Camilla would be going to Spain in, at the end of January, beginning of Feb. And I can confirm that they're not happening. They're not going. And they, nobody knows where this sort of rumour started from, but it's not true, unfortunately. So I've put my, uh, my sunscreen back in my, uh, my carry-on. And I won't be going to. I won't be going down the Costa del Sol anytime soon, unfortunately. But there is a lot to look forward to. William and Kate and um, Charles Camilla are back to work next week. Oh, actually, William is back to work this week. Um, so watch this space. Can't tell you about it, but if you watch this space very, very closely over the next few hours, you will see William in a fantastic engagement. 
um, which is really, really important, uh, charity engagement and um, of high profile as well. So looking forward to seeing um, what that produces and they will be back to Where work next week. Where is that on the week. space time? Space time continuum. Is that Wednesday this night? This is today, or Thursday. So, we can talk so, about yes, it. We can talk about it. Uh, okay, we can talk about it. Okay. Um, William is going to be in Leeds with Rob Burrow, the um, former rugby league superstar who is suffering from motor neurone disease and has raised the profile of the charity um, to such an, an incredible extent. Um, and not only is he going to be uh, visiting the uh, the Leeds Rhinos. He is going to be with Kevin Sinfeld as well at Headingley Stadium. They are going to be basically talking to them both about their outstanding, simply outstanding efforts to raise awareness and funds to fight motor neurone disease. So um, check this out. It's happening on Thursday afternoon. And um, yes, in the space to come continue, you will be able to read all about it, no doubt, on the Mirror website. Thank you, Russell. So, um, sneak preview for me and a retrospective for our listeners <laughs> because that is the magic of the space time continuum. Uh, Russell, congratulations on operating the magic box well, today. Well, we don't and know I... if it's recorded yet, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Uh, listeners, thank you for joining us once again. We hope your 2024 is going swimmingly so far and look forward to catching up with you again very soon. In the meantime, get in touch with us at Podsave on Instagram if you have a question or a suggestion like Holly did. And until next time. Podsave the king! <laughs>